0: time to welcome back. I was going to say Monsignor Vines, but today it should be Rabbi Vines.
1: It? <laughs> yes, it's the 70th anniversary of the state of Israel, founding Hello. thereof. Happy birthday. 1 year before oi. the PRC. <laughs>
0: One year before, yes, I bet there's going to be some dining out on that today. (laughs) Well, I think you and I, for once, our uh, our stars are in alignment because I, yeah, that's weird. You know, we've got a list of things we never, we never sort of, we never get organised, do we? And I just, I just said the police chief's becoming like a push me pull you with this logic, logic exercise. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: here you go. So, um, back in February, there was a a a case on the uh, Charton Highway. Of a a, a speeding vehicle, very highly speeding vehicle, which the cops were trying to to, to rein in. And they told motorists on the road that they had to help the cops slow him down. Now, there is a question of whether that was legal or not. Very, very dangerous. The fact is, this was a very dangerous situation. In fact, the driver of that vehicle and his passenger died. Mm -hmm. So you can get some idea of the dangers involved in this. The bystanders who were instructed by the police to slow down, help them slow down the vehicle got their vehicles um, damaged, for which they've yet to receive compensation, and one of them was injured sufficiently to have to go to hospital. So you think, boy, that's pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, you know, why were civilians involved in this? Next thing they know is they get a letter from Law and Order saying, uh, here's a letter of possible prosecution because you're involved in, in, in in an incident.
0: Well, the good news might be that this has never happened before, hence the quandary.
1: Well, who knows? I mean, the fact is that if anybody with a sort of modicum, modicum, we're not asking a great ocean of good sense, had sat back and said, is this a good idea? They would have gone, of course it isn't, let's not do it. But if you're a little bureaucratic pen pusher and your life revolves around the clipboard and the form to be filled in and the regulations to be observed, you go, which says here in the regulations? How do I know that? Because the police spokesman actually said this. He says, it says here in the regulations that yeah, so anybody mm-hmm. involved in an accident, and in this particular accident, not only were these uh, aforementioned uh, uh, drivers involved, but there was a police officer who has also uh, received uh, intention, uh, a letter of intention to prosecute. Now, I don't think, oh, <laughs> well, boy, these may be these, these may be foolish words, but I don't think that they will actually carry through the threat. No, but it was the prosecute. check, you know, you know, as in check and checkmate. Yes.
0: They were firmly in check here. Uh, so, basically, we told you to do something because we wanted to get some bad boys, and we're going to nick you for it. Yes. I, that's what yeah. a layman would say. Well, I mean, no,
1: those those people <laughs> Even who were on make, who yeah. were on the Shatin Highway at the time, presumably were either trying to get home or wherever it was they were going. They had not volunteered. This is really crucial. They hadn't volunteered to take part in this action. The cops said to them, "You, you, and you, come here. You, you, you're 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 uh, you're helping us with this matter." So, they're ordered to obey a police instruction. Now, most law-abiding citizens, if ordered by a policeman to do something, will do so. That, apparently, is what happened to these people.
0: Surely but, that was pushing it, those Steve, well, because coming up behind you could have been blinking Concord.
1: I, I mean, honestly, paper. honestly, I, 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 the, the morality, let alone the lawfulness, of, of the cops asking civilians to get involved in this, I have to say, seems to me highly dubious, but... Even, even assuming that it is okay. And as we say on the 70th anniversary of the state of Israel, kosher, even if Oi. it was kosher, <laughs> um, you know, honestly, honestly, it defies lo- the lo- idea yeah. that some ghastly little bureaucrat sitting in some ghastly, musty little office will go, I'm going to write your a letter. I'm going to threaten him with prosecution because that's what the procedure says. I mean, this is, if you want an example of how bureaucracies work, insensitive unthinking illogical it's all there in even? this in this one example now as we talk that threat still hangs over um these uh, it's not even civilians. about this anymore it's not even but about it's it's gone is wider is it? you're quite right it's yeah. gone wider than that and it, and and if anything good comes out of this and goodness knows that's highly unlikely but you know on the smallest of odd chances Somebody might say, do you know there's something wrong with our bureaucracy here that they do things like that? Somebody might say that. But then again you have to remember who runs the government here? Who are the so called political officers? Ah, yes. They're all former bureaucrats. lifers. Carrie Lamb, Matthew Jung, etc., etc. What experience do they have of the world in the working world, I should say, outside the, the civil service? That would be zero. They're lifers in the bureaucracy. They're creatures of the bureaucracy. They're claimed to be political officers. But, you know, I mean, you know, ice cream's claim to be good for you. I mean, there's all sorts of claims yeah, that are, are made. Actually, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I've got that wrong. Well, smoking's good for you. Let's I know look at, that. The, let's look at the yes. 2
0: Let's look at the two things that stick out here. One is the only head on collision seems to be with two polar opposite rules. And it's like, uh, what are we going to do now? Um, and the other is the human life issue
1: yes so i mean can you imagine uh, i mean thank goodness this didn't happen but say Mm -hmm. the 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 speeding vehicle which i have to just again remind people resulted in the death of the driver and his passenger say the speeding vehicle crashed into one of those cars one of the people i mean the cars of the civilians who (laughs) you're not the first to say all this you're absolutely right i know know, you're absolutely right original thought but you know the the consequences do not bear thinking about i mean already somebody was injured um fortunately not in any in any critical way but you know that is a
0: very very risky tactic even for somebody that doesn't know much say, about tactics i
1: must <laughs> say and 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 you look at the offence i mean the offence was was a, 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 it's not a a particularly minor offence but it's not you know they weren't chasing somebody in the wake of a massacre or something like that. The actual offence was was presumably reckless driving that they were trying to um, um, uh, bring to book. So, I don't know. I mean, it seems to me everything is high risk about this. But but, uh, what it shows, and I think you're right, it's much wider than the incident itself, what it shows is what bureaucrats get up to when they're out of control.
0: I've just found the news article that got me thinking about this one. Uh, from our guys, it must have been a few days ago. So, the Commissioner of Police said on Saturday that it was, quote, usual procedure for officers to send out notice of intended prosecution to drivers involved in traffic accidents. Okay, yes, right? Tick. Even those who'd been ordered by the police to slow down before the accidents occurred. Pushing it.
1: We'd call that a question mark rather than a tick in my book, anyway. Yeah. Um, no, no, as I say, I mean. <laughs> It's honestly, it's mind-boggling to me. It kind of is uh, uh, that you know somebody didn't sit back in their office and say, "Do you realise who you were asking me to write this letter to?"
0: There's another story here which I can't find at the moment. I mean, the ta- the, the, the tables are turning. Obviously, there's the a mo- tables there's, are yeah.
1: turning. There, there's James Toe has brought this up in 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 Ledgeco, and is questioning whether. Uh, A, the police had any authority to instruct these civilians to take part in this event, and two, why on earth were these letters issued?
0: Well, they would have just told the traffic to slow down, which they're perfectly entitled to do.
1: Yes, except except that that, that they were... There was a reason. (laughs) There was a reason, exactly. (laughs) No, no, I mean, you know, if I'm driving along a road and a policeman puts his hand up and tells me to stop, uh, I stop. I'm not an idiot. Absolutely. I also... Think, like most people in Hong Kong, I'm law abiding. So, you know, your instinct always is to obey the police unless there's some staggering reason why that shouldn't be so. And if you go, if you make it a thing that obeying the police force lies you open to prosecution and puts you in danger... I don't know how many people are are, are going to take such a a law-abiding view towards the police in future. Well, they'll just
0: put their foot down and they'll get busted further down the road. But there is no, no, no logic to this at all. Because the the traffic cop in question, again, he was probably told to do it. He doesn't have a crystal ball. He doesn't know that there isn't an Arctic speeding up behind the traffic there.
1: Let, Let me give you another example of this. F-ing bureaucracy. I mean, I mean, it's like everybody... I, I'm sure our listener has an example as well. Sure he's got lots. This, this is fresh this in my mind. A friend of mine had applied for a student loan and she asked me to be a guarantor. That that was all fine. So you have to, for the purpose of being a guarantor, you have to, um, among other things, show them your income tax returns. Righty-ho. So it shows that you've got some money to be a guarantor. On the income tax returns, by some bizarre coincidence, there is my name and my address. Yeah. The bureaucrat says, oh, whoa, no, that address, oh, no, that's not proof of address, just because it comes from a government department. That that's address what? is not we're proof. Us, we're using that. That is for another purpose. That's for proof of income. It's not for proof of address. Right. <laughs> so it goes, I mean, you know. What, then what? he complained that my signature hadn't really gone correctly on the line, you know, it had gone below the line. <laughs> I mean, here's a man dedicated to using... Public time and public money to best effect. Yeah. Um my my, my friend who'd applied for this, she was going didn't get s- it. Well, she was going <laughs> spare and she kept saying to him saying to me, Don't swear at him, it's only gonna make things worse. But I mean,
0: you talk about things like this a lot, and so does everybody, everybody. in Hong Kong. But two things two things you've talked about this morning, of course the traffic one is
1: out there. Yeah. Th- this level yeah.
0: Of, of of compartmentalized thinking
1: it's, and, 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 and the, the the degree to which people in the bureaucracy are to be fair they 're discouraged it 's not just themselves but they 're discouraged from showing any initiative so you know if 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 you were to say to him, "Oh look, come on, the income tax department sends me a a, a, a demand form to my address yeah isn 't that you know come on between the two of us isn't that isn't that proof of address i mean would they send it to somebody else's address and expect to receive payment and by the way isn't the inland <laughs> revenue part of the government just for a joke just for a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i really wouldn't mind it if they didn't want me to uh, uh so, so pay the tax demand I'm, I'm i'm open to that as an option
0: let's stay with your friend for a second so basically a simple remind me what was it a, a uh right? yeah so had everything gone totally according to plan it would have been a breeze, right?
1: No, it would not have been a okay, breeze. Go on. Because there was another, <laughs> and I, I know all the people involved. There's another friend of mine who signed this form, and okay. apparently her signature also wasn't on the correct line. And so, I mean, he, this guy was sort of, then he complained about the handwriting and said, you know, oh, this handwriting isn't clear. <laughs> I mean, this was a bureaucrat having an absolute field day. One reason, of course, that, that bureaucrats in that position. Behave in that way. It's because they're scared of getting told off. They're scared of getting told off, but also there's a little bit of power. You know, this person wants a student loan. Let them beg for it. I mean, the fact that the government... The, these are for adults. These aren't for, for, yeah, yeah. for uh, yeah. young people. The fact that the government has a scheme and encourages people to take part in it doesn't mean that the people administering the scheme uh, shouldn't regard it as purely a functional responsibility rather than a power relationship with the people applying for the scheme you bring up a very good bigger point here how
0: difficult is it to access any of these big schemes the mega funds but apparently it was like fort knox the other way around
1: well, you look at the you to look get at it. A, a good very good case in point and it's just been expanded under the last budget is the innovation and technology scheme okay now, if you, if you are an absolute wizard at filling in forms and speaking bureaucraties, which incidentally is a language that few of us can master, but if you're a wizard at that, you, you can, you can get these. And there's a lot of money involved, grants from government. It's not Of a course, it's because nobody gets them. Well, no, it's not <laughs> a surprise to me that the people who actually get this money by and large, are people from large institutions, a lot of people in universities. Universities are very bureaucratic places, so people there know how to do that sort of thing. They're very large companies who have departments who are dedicated to filling in forms and dealing with bureaucrats. Right. If, you, if you're a real little squirt who, who, who just has a good idea for a technological development, <laughs> forget it.
0: 2.11, still in with Steve Vines, and we are, for this bit of the programme, very lucky that he's agreed that we can go on Facebook Live, yeah! So go to our Morning Brew page and have a bit of fun with Steve. Right. Facebook, that's controversial. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Right, we want to talk about flats and stuff. We, we, m- do. L- we, we do. C- go we like, do. do. Go where you do. Well,
1: like. um, um, the rather wonderful... Um, what's it called? Our Hong Kong Federation, or Foundation. Voice sorry, of Foundation, Loving, Foundation, Voice of... Whatever. Which is this, this so-called think tank set yeah. up by Tung Chi Wa. And, you know, it's a brilliant, brilliant organisation. They've discovered, and I don't know if anybody in Hong Kong knew this, yeah. that we've got a housing problem. News to me! And and, and these brilliant minds from there said, you know, um, homes the, 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 the living area in Hong Kong is actually getting smaller rather than bigger. That's been said about hundred times before but well done boys. kind of kind of true though isn't yeah, it? kind of true but well done boys and girls for discovering what everybody else has discovered remember this is a big research report and then and then they come up with a solution uh, reclaim more land so you know the our hong kong foundation is a bit of a joke and it's it's something to to sort of uh keep tung chi wah busy in his retirement and uh generally support the government when at all possible in this particular incident it doesn't really support anybody because it's so anodyne but the fact of the matter is that everybody in hong kong knows that housing stock is inadequate everybody in hong kong knows that there's a housing crisis everybody in hong kong knows that this task force that's been set up to identify ways of procuring more land for housing uh isn't going to succeed what because do, they do never we, do. What do we know about that? We, what, whenever the words task and force are put, yeah, together, are put together, you know. Well, I mean, basically, the task force is entirely put together, so the government says it's doing something. It's not the first task force, there have been others, who, and they've all included the terms doing something. So already, and joining criti- hands, and, and joining hands, yes, let's hold hands together to make property developers richer, which incidentally is, is my own. own Particular aim in life. I always feel sorry for property developers. I, I you'll sometimes find me crying early in the morning because I'm so distraught about the fate of the property developer in Hong Kong. But you know, the Hong Kong Foundation, of course, is is is, is financed by property developers. So of course, their their solution to everything is, um, you know, create more land through reclamation so we can we can make some more money. The the fact of the matter is that the task force. Cannot succeed because the government just doesn't have the will to act in areas where it has to have the will. It doesn't have the will to act decisively on the brownfield sites. So there's no need to be reclaiming here, there, and everywhere. There is actually land available for development. Problem is twofold. One is that some of them are small plots, and in government bureaucrats' mind, you can only deal with big plots. You go, oh, small plots, oh, my God, think how many forms you've got to fill in. (laughs) (laughs) We come back to the discussion we had before before we heard ABBA this morning. (laughs) And, um, you know, and the other problem, of course, is that... um, How do you square the circle with with satisfying the rapacious demands of the so-called indigenous villagers who hold the government to ransom when it comes to developing these brownfield sites? So because there's no political will to do any of that, the problem will perpetuate. If you are really going to say that the solution lies in these fantastically large reclamation projects, Mm. number one, reclamation has environmental problems. Number two, it's an extremely expensive way of creating land. And number three, of course, it won't be done because it's just too big a project. So, you know, you you're, all you're saying is, oh, well, this is very awful. Oh, I tell you what, we'll have a super task force to report on whatever the task force has developed. Well, tell me about this, because more and more people
0: are flooding here, in here every day, if you get my drift, yeah, this isn't going to go away. So no. round and round and round we go, and then things go pop.
1: Well, I don't know how this is going to end. I mean, you, you've got pressure of um, new immigration from the mainland. You've got pressure um, from the fact that because the, the rental values and the purchase values are so high that people are considering relocating their businesses I mean, it's going the other way round. You know, they're saying, "Oh well, maybe we should move to Shenzhen where it's cheaper." So you've got those sort of counterflows going. On the other hand, you've got this other thing which we're now increasingly hearing about, which is these nano flats. And some idiot has said, "Oh well, yes, we've got to even, we've got to have a legislation to, to 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 say what is the minimum size of a flat." Well, that's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, this is just, all of these things are bonkers. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the reason why there are nano flats, these kind of 200 square foot apartments, mm. and apparently even smaller than that, is because that's all people can afford. And that's insane. That's insane. And on a per square foot basis, incidentally, they're fantastically expensive.
0: Have you ever done if, that comparison thing when you say, for this nano box, yes. you could get a whole street in Pattier? Or, 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 whatever. Something, or
1: wherever, <laughs> yes. I mean, it, 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 it is true. And, and as I say, on, on a square foot comparison with larger flats, these nano flats are staggeringly expensive. Yeah. But if the only access you ha- Only, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money for many people. It, if the only access you have is to, say, four million bucks... All you can afford is one of these nano nanofacts. The fact that they're more expensive per square foot than, say, a five to 600 square foot flat doesn't really matter because that's out of your price range. Let me ask you a question here. So
0: I am always interested in talking about what will X or Y be in, say, 20 years' time. Good fun thing to chat about. Are, are people going to move away from the culture of defining themselves by four square walls? And so if you're a young... You know, in Hong Kong right now, you're a young person. You must own... A flat now is this going to force that to change down the well, line i, I, that, that,
1: that I, I think it, it is still the case for the majority of working class people in hong kong the idea of must owning a flat is is a hopeless dream it really is but it's, that, it's that that's how they define themselves as successes people, or failures they, they, you know they aspire to doing that um but you know it just isn't going to happen so you'll have a lot of very unhappy people you 'll have the government saying, "Oh well, you know we have a uh, uh, we, have, we have a working of course, we have a working group, and we have a task force dealing with it which 't do anything um, they, they will be forced because the situation of poverty in Hong Kong is so acute. I think the government will be forced to actually create more public housing and remember, public housing in Hong Kong was created not to house the poor let 's be absolutely clear why public housing was created in Hong Kong." Its beneficial side effect was to house the poor, but the major incentive and why the big companies were insistent on the government providing public housing is because they were worried about the labour force. They thought that if people couldn't afford to live in Hong Kong, they wouldn't work here, or worse, they would demand higher wages to cover Mm -hmm. their rent. So, the real pressure on the old colonial government, which is why they embarked on these enormous public housing schemes, which remember, in their time have housed half of the population of Hong Kong,
0: not because they wanted to root, uproot the squatter villages and stuff
1: well partly well, there was partly that yeah. I think there was partly that, and I think some people in the bureaucracy genuinely understood the the shame of this this you know private affluence and public squalor but there was a substantial part particularly of the executive council dominated by tycoons and friends of tycoons who kept Mm. pointing out to the government we've got to find a way of keeping wages down in the hong kong economy the only way we can do this is to put poor people in public housing i mean they're still not going to get paid much but at least they'll be able to live here so you know let's not rewrite the history of where we are today. But I think where we are today is also where we are with the fact that because so many people have no hope in hell of getting on the housing ladder, they will have to build more public So housing. what
0: do they do then? They have to rent places or live at home with their families and that creates all sorts of social upheaval. But renting a place and then these guys who are the landlords are allowed to go one, two, three hundred percent more
1: and, no and yet re- we can't have a rent cap
0: and to this day I don't understand There's no, that.
1: There's no regulation in Hong Kong or why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Because it fundamentally undermines the interests of property developers. And as you know, yeah, the, the wrong fundamental law of Hong Kong <laughs> is that you must never undermine the fundamental interests of property developers. That is a no, no, no. Uh, let's add another no to that no. no, no, no. That's a no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. Yes. So, I mean, that, that ain't going to happen. Um, the, the the scheme which I've I'm actually keen on and is... To be fair to the government being slightly expanded, and the word is slightly, is the home ownership scheme. But remember, the home ownership scheme, which allows public housing residents to buy (coughs) um, uh, designated units which are built by the government at um, less than market prices, because the market prices are so high now, yeah, even that scheme...
0: is still expensive. They're just not really
1: Yeah, expensive. that's right. Even, I was going to say, even that scheme doesn't really help the average working Joe. It does help some people who are just above the level of the average working Joe. Hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's a terrible situation here. What do you know about the percentage of people
0: going to university here today? Because my point being, uh, they're going to be paying their loans for the rest of their
1: lives as well. Well, that's right. They will be. And, and just, remember... I mean the the, good, the really good thing in Hong Kong is most university students i'm talking at undergraduate level mm-hmm. are first generation in the sense that nobody else in their family has ever been to university before. I think that's a great thing yeah. that, that that in other words that that does denote some possibility of social mobility, but as you say, they've got the burden of student loan when they come out, they may even outrageously want to start families. And um, that means they have to live with their parents, by and large, even though they're on the the ladder, somewhere on the ladder towards Mm. a a better income. I mean, some of them, of course, will climb that ladder. Most of them won't. So you've got hopelessly overcrowded homes with three generations, grandma, parents, and children. And all sorts of weirdness. And all sorts of weirdness going on. There's the social tensions at that in... Um, people write books about that. Yeah, they do. You know why. Mm. Yeah, no kidding at all. (laughs) So there's all that going on. It it, it ain't good. Mm. It really is not good. And, I mean, you you can say people are obsessed about property um, in Hong Kong. True. You can say people are obsessed about housing. Well, Mm. my main interest is housing rather than property, which are not necessarily the same two issues. They're linked, obviously, but they're not the same issue. Mm. If you genuinely had a system of plentiful provision of public housing, which, um, you know, actually fulfilled demand, then you'd say, well, you know, let the private sector get on with it. And, you know, kind of, that's their problem.
0: And theref- uh, and and then what happens is people who can do this, they will <coughs> they will go and live somewhere else. Yes. And um, one of those palaces is going to be Taiwan. And then we open the whole Pandora's cupboard about, you know, independence and yeah. blood. But actually, well, all they want to do is incidentally, live there, there and is be.
1: A, I mean, Taiwan is now attracting record numbers of of Hong Kong people for settlement. This is something which is going on in the background and isn't much talked about. But actually, it's a fact... Well, one one factor is housing. I mean, Taiwan housing, incidentally, isn't that cheap either. But another factor is... Cheaper people, than here. It's cheaper than here by, by, uh, by what's-it-mile. Yeah. But... Um, but but people are also interested in liberty. And I, oh, we're not supposed to talk about that either, but, but that's another reason why they're going there. Oh, you, please. Yeah, that's why they're going there. A uh, couple more things before we go. Very briefly... Uh,
0: the word harmonious is being used. We, we, we're using nor, nor, Northerners speak quite a lot. Yes, yeah. yes, Lambs harmonious on, society. Carrie, Carrie Lam says on Tuesday, even though society has become more harmonious, how how do you measure this? What do you mean by harmonious? Where, where, etc.? It's, um, it's still not time for Article 23 to be put in place. Just give me your take on
1: that. I don't believe her. I think they're working, they're peddling like mad to bring that legislation in. Um, the fact that she says that, that it's not being brought in tomorrow um, provides no reassurance to anyone. I've got a comment
0: here. In fact, I've got a lot. Hang on, this is Rick, who's, oh. who says, what who he says, say? um, he said, isn't the rent cap all to do with our free market principle? He said, you know, the three pillars of an economy, currency rigged, property rigged, stock market rigged. Um, and he says the last one I refer to then is about the financial secretary buying the market, stock market rigged. Nice one, Rick. He's on Facebook. And uh, just go to our
1: Morning Brew page. He's more cynical than I am. Can you ban him? Uh, you, Rick's banned. <laughs> no, he's quite... He's, you yeah, know, no, I agree. I mean, the free market principle. The, is, the free market principle is a lovely thing. And I'm waiting to see it implemented. But that's what's said
0: whenever... I mean, how many people do you know have got brilliant businesses and they've been
1: put out on the street... I mean, the free market, here well, no, and now, no. the Rick, guy wants... Rick is quite right. Yeah. I mean, they talk big about free markets here and act small. That's the, that is the reality.
0: And Rick adds 1997. I mean, take that one where you want. <laughs> one more thing from you, Steve. Yes. You wanted to say something. Well, I was just about- going
1: to m- mention about this, this furore on Weibo, um, which, as you know, um, famously, well, famously, infamously, I should say, banned users from talking about homosexuality and then encountered... This is on the mainland, obviously, because Weibor only exists sure? on the mainland. We well, I, I'm just that clarifying that in case you know. You... Anyway, um, that was a, a taboo subject. They said all posts on that subject would be removed from Weibo. and there was this enormous backlash. I mean, it's quite interesting. People think that on the from mainland, real people, yeah, yeah, that that this sort of thing doesn't happen. It does happen. It happened there, and they were forced to into a, a, an ignominious. U-turn. I mean, I'm very delighted that they Big were.
0: Big risk for these people for many reasons you know. We all know.
1: Yeah. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, what it does show is that that, that, that um, civic society, whatever you want to call it, is not as subdued as we commonly imagine it to be. People are not as trodden down in the dictatorship as we imagine it to be. And on issues like this, mm-hmm. which don't threaten the integral control of the communist party you see dissent being expressed and in this instance successfully so yeah just so to... weibo sucks well i've been
0: told many many times that lots of stuff does go down in the ma- on the mainland but you just don't get to hear about yeah. it so well, th- they're not just automata there no I- indeed and and there are protests in localities you 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 which we don't hear about all right all steve sorts. back next week at the same time join us then